0: Hey, what's going on? This is your host, Juan Gray, and welcome to the Words to Success Show. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Matthew Sabia. Matthew is a digital marketer and e commerce entrepreneur, and someone who has basically changed his life upside down from being $50,000 in debt as a young guy to now making millions of dollars a year and really going after what he really wants in life. And we actually recorded this a few months back. But what's really interesting is as I was re listening to a couple pieces, of the episode, I was like, some of these things are actually more relevant today than when we recorded it. We talk a lot about focus, about dialing in on one thing and then expanding into different ventures, into different projects, into different ideas. One of the things that we both find is that a lot of people kind of go all over the place from the bat before establishing anything strong in the beginning. We talk about practical ways to increase your productivity within that focus, and that's extremely important as well. No matter you're a student, you're an entrepreneur, you're an artist, at the end of the day, productivity is taking that time that you have and making the best use of it. Another thing that we talk about is how to set yourself up financially so you can truly invest in crazy experiences. Because at the end of the day, that's all you have. You have experiences and moments. So how do you create moments that you will never forget? There's this and so much more. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Vamos. 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 Understand, like, you
1: have time to do what you want to do in this life. Sometimes you just got to start doing more of it. You learn from mistakes, but you don't need to learn from your mistakes. You can learn from other people's mistakes. Like, people have done this before. You never know. It's those little things that just change your life. Make sure that your life does have some kind of purpose behind it. And you simply leave the world a better place than it was when you got here.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the most Bash show on the planet. I'm here with my man, Matthew Sabia. How do you do, bro? I am doing pretty good.
1: We got a long week coming up into the holiday, but I'm going to enjoy that long weekend. That's the goal, right?
0: Oh, yeah. My man, so for people who maybe don't know who you are, can you give me a little background about what you do, how you got there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I really have one of those, like you couldn't write it in a movie stories in a lot of ways. And it's all just kind of like come to a big climax over the last year. Uh, The main thing I do right now is on a business sense. I do a lot in the e-commerce area. So uh, I'm sure like a lot of you guys, look you're familiar, like the whole like drop shipping thing. We white label products. We do things like an Amazon, everything like that. And then just over this past year, I finally started to really grow like my personal brand into kind of what I've always wanted it to be. The timing just kind of lined up right. That to me was like pretty surprising. We were able to grow that in a matter of like four months to around like 30,000 subs right now. We just hit like 30 million watch minutes. So uh, I really enjoy like doing that. Um, There's a lot of people like in this space where it's kind of more focused on like selling information, which I'm not too big on. I'm more like information should be free and you kind of sell like products and services. So I just like kind of like giving back on the YouTube channel. Um, There's nothing being sold on there or anything like that. I try and find like creative new ways, like creative businesses that people who are just starting out, they could just like hop right into. I just posted one about starting like a lead generation business that anybody could do from home or wherever it is. We do stuff like that. And um, on top of that, too, I do a lot of stuff that's film related. And I want to slowly like evolve that channel into more of like a lifestyle or even like a travel channel and stuff like that. So, uh, no, I'm very much one of those people where it's like the goal is to just craft the life you want. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. And what does that life look like for you? Well,
1: it's funny. A lot of the stuff I do now, I'll kind of like, I guess, give some backstory on it. Uh, about like six, seven odd years ago, I've I've always had like that kind of like I don't know entrepreneurial type thing, and I guess the first kind of thing that I did like that was years ago. This is back way back before when I was just a kid. I found out that um, the woman down the street uh, she would give me twenty bucks to shovel her walkway because um, we're out here in New England. You know, it starts snowing like September some years. And, um, you know, she's older and she was like, Hey, will you show my walkway to this and that? And it's funny back then, especially as a kid, you're like, wait a minute, this is no big deal for me to do. Like someone will actually give me $20 just to do something so you know simple, it seems at the time. So I did that. And then I found out that, well, I'm going to walk over to the neighbor's house and see if they want me to do theirs. And they did. Long story short, I kind of wound up turning that into this miniature like business. I kind of convinced the neighborhood kids to kind of do the service and I would give them half the money. So that was my first like kind of eye-opening thing to like, wow, maybe there's there's something to this. And then I kind of just focused more on um, like acting and film stuff, which I'm st- still today very passionate about. And then a lot of the business stuff that I'm involved with now, I was kind of forced into doing that in some ways. Now I already was dabbling with a lot of that stuff, internet marketing, this and that. And I was aware of it, but I really didn't have any income like that. I was just kind of like doing my thing, typical stuff. Right. And then um, the day came a uh, long story short, dad went on a, a business trip. He never came back from and I kind of had to grow up pretty fast and figure things out. So I did some research online and the two main people that I found, they're both still involved in this space in some ways, but they've kind of like moved on to just more like consulting and lifestyle, stuff, stuff like that. Um, Mr. Jamie Lewis and Adam Horwitz. Uh, Jamie was more involved in like teaching people like affiliate marketing stuff like that how to like build lists and sell people's products and things so I kind of got the whole like cons- concept of this internet marketing thing from that and then where uh, Adam Horowitz thing came in he was more about like early on like Instagram marketing I mean now today like Anybody who's involved in any business or building a brand or whatever, that's the thing they go to. But back then, Instagram was just those artsy people where they put filters on things and all that stuff, what Instagram kind of originated being. And then I kind of had to figure things out quick. So today, if you look like Shopify and dropshipping and e-commerce, it's like a method today. You know, it's like, it's something people do. Like, it's just one avenue you can go down. But back when I started doing this stuff, when I had my first successful website and making money online, it really wasn't even a thing. Like, I didn't know what Shopify was. There was no, like, people on YouTube everywhere teaching this stuff. I literally just from scratch built a website, like, in WordPress. And I started driving traffic to it through Instagram. So I kind of use like, Adam's techniques for Instagram. I use Jamie's affiliate marketing stuff. And it actually started to generate some, like, regular revenues. That right there was, like, an eye-opening thing. And that just really, I mean, grew year after year. And then it was only two years ago, um, recently this past, uh, or last summer, I should say, something really crazy happened. This is where the whole story kind of gets pretty insane. This is where, like, uh, the whole cinematic part of it comes into play. A couple years back, I'm just doing my thing. I already have, you know, like a regular income doing this now, just trying to find my way, just continue to grow that up. And then uh, I'm in the grocery store one day, right? Just, am just there doing my thing. And then all of a sudden <laughs> I look to my left and Jamie Lewis, this like long time, like virtual mentor of mine is just walking by me in the aisle over here. So I was like, Oh my goodness. Like you're Jamie Lewis. And I give him like the little synopsis, the whole story. It's like, you really like help me out. You know, you're the first person like I look to when I started learning this stuff and everything. And then, I mean, we started hanging out after that. I mean, today we work together almost every day. I'm, I'm going over his home for Thanksgiving this year for the holiday. <laughs> and um, it gets even crazier on that because we're, you know, we're hanging out and stuff. We're brainstorming things. We went to get drinks a couple of times and then we got to the uh, the Mayweather-McGregor fight. It was that weekend. He was like, hey, I'm having some people over, you know, I'd love to have you, this and that. So I was like, all right, cool, yeah, awesome, of course. So I get there, it's a little bit earlier on, and he's like, hey, bro, listen, um, you might help me out, I got a couple of errands to run. We were up late last night, this big like launch we're working on and stuff. So I was like, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm kind of standing here right now, and I'm not homeless because of you. It's the, I could at least help you run errands. <laughs> so. We go out and we run around doing a couple of things. And he's like, oh, bro, listen, last quick thing. My son is at this fair that's across the street from my house, this like church fair, this carnival thing they're doing. So I was like, all right, cool. So we stop over there and we're walking in and all of a sudden I hear someone yell, oh my God, Matt. And it's my best friend, like Susie, who I've known for like 10 years. We've actually watched Jamie's like training stuff in her family room for years before, before you knew he lived right around the corner from me. And she comes up and hugs me and this and that. And uh, long story short, Jamie and Susie are uh, essentially engaged at this point. So within a matter of two years, one of my longtime virtual mentors, I work in tandem with him almost every week now on every project. He lives around the corner from me. And he's now engaged to one of my best friends who his training also helped out. So like this whole thing has been like one crazy like lifetime internet marketing version of a movie so that's kind of um the past couple of years it's it's really been a pretty wild ride
0: Mm -hmm. and he's someone that basically mentored you to you know do the stuff that you're doing right now yeah
1: yeah absolutely uh it's funny if you really want to go into the whole like ooh crazy like it was meant to be kind of thing i actually found his first training thing at a pop-up ad while i was looking up some stuff online one night so It's you never know. It's those little things that just change your life in this whole other direction. It's like I could have clicked the X on that and my whole
0: life would be different right now. It's so amazing to me to think about those things. Yeah, it's like when you're, one little decision that you do or something that happens, right? And then you react to it a certain way. Just the way you react to that could change one thing, yeah, that, changes exactly. thing, that, changes another thing that changes everything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all like, the, yeah, the little everyday things too. Where it's like, wow, like we
1: didn't know what we were going to do for this issue in our business. So it's like, oh, all right, we're going to sort of resort to using this platform. And then, boom, you wind up working with these people. It's, it's always amazing how that stuff works out.
0: Absolutely. And how important has it been for you um, to have your mentor kind of guide you and what, what was that relationship like? Well, it's funny. One thing that it really opened my eyes to is it sounds
1: kind of obvious when you say it, but you really need to experience it to kind of have it sink in. I've realized more and more by doing stuff with him and the people that he's connected me with, just how much this whole thing is about who you know the connections you have and just the people like you network with, like it sounds like a cliche thing, but like you don't really realize how powerful that is until you have some of those big like monumental changes because of someone you met. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of like the biggest things that I've noticed, but yeah, it's, it's really, really an influential thing. Like I've fast forwarded so much of my career just so this past year because of people like that. Um, it's fine. Like so many people, they have this thing still in their mind. I think it's changing now that we have like entrepreneurship becoming more of like a mainstream thing. One of the benefits is people are realizing, yeah, you learn from mistakes, but you don't need to learn from your mistakes. You can mm-hmm. learn from other people's mistakes. Like people have done this before. Like Steve Jobs always has that great thing. And I think that commencement address where it's like, no, like people around you aren't that much smarter than you or I think the exact quote is the world that you see crafted around you was made by people no smarter. And that's, it's so true. I really love that.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that most people, they don't, they don't realize, you know what I mean? That everything around them was created by people just like them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's really
1: the only kind of like motivation or like convincing you need to do something. It's like, well, has somebody else done it? All right, we'll go do it. You already know it's not impossible that person is not some creature from another planet. Like they have like the same mind, the same body that you do. It's like, you can go and do the same exact thing. Like you can craft the life that you want. And I don't know, it's strange. Like when I go up to somebody, I don't describe myself as an entrepreneur actually. Like I never really self identify as that. I mean, I do like in passing. Um, It's like a buddy of mine. We joke about it all the time. It's the same way that somebody who like, they're um, a person of faith, I guess we can call it. And it's like, they're, um, they're a uh, Christian. They like uh, follow Jesus Christ, whatever. It's like, they don't actually self-identify as religious per se, but like, you'll say it casually. Cause like, you know what people mean to me, it's kind of the same thing. Like with entrepreneurship, because I just don't like all like the baggage that comes along with it. I just don't like, I guess you could say the subculture with it. And this whole thing, like all the buzzwords, like, you got to take massive action and engage with people and network people. And we got to hustle and do this and that. It's like, I think there's so much of that that people romanticize and they get wrapped up in, they forget why they're actually doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's
1: kind of like um, if you met someone and they were, they were in the NFL, they're a big like football player. They don't come up to you and say, If you ask what they do, it's like, they don't say, well, I'm an athlete. You would say, no, you're a football player, right? and I get that same thing every time I come up to someone, it's like, well, I'm an entrepreneur. Like to me, a lot of the times that means two things. It means either a, you're doing 10 million things at once and you really don't know what exactly you're doing or you're just professionally unemployed, (laughs) which unfortunately I wish more people in the community would have more like the goal to come out and say, but um, that really, unfortunately, it really is what it means sometimes. It's like, Sometimes when people come to me, because I mean, I coach a lot of people now, I do like consulting. So it's like, well, how do I make money online? Sometimes my first answer is, well, first you need to get a job. First, you need to take care of your bills so you could actually do this. Because so many people, it's like when they say, oh, I want to become an entrepreneur. I want to make money online. I want to do all this stuff. What they're really saying underneath that is, I want to sit at home and do nothing and press a button and make money. And I think it's probably something that's going to break off the whole community soon, but that's one of the things that I really don't care for in a lot of ways. And the truth is, especially in more of like the internet marketing space, a lot of people, there is a lot of bullshit in the community. And unlike some other people, I kind of accept that. And I just kind of try and like react to it. You know, I posted a video kind of telling this whole story on my YouTube channel a while back. and. People just, they don't have a lot of focus today. You know, it's like they get so romanticized about the actual process and they forget what they're doing. And I think a lot of people who fall into these things of like depression or addictions or whatever, it's, again, it sounds cliche, but I think that's the thing that really destroys people. They just lose what their main focus is and they get wrapped up in like the day-to-day stuff.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And you coach people, right? So what do you feel are the things that you, you know, the students that you have that are you know, becoming more successful and are actually achieving the goals that they set out for themselves? What are the characteristics that you see in those people in common?
1: Well, it falls back to those similar things. Um, well, right now, one of the main things that I have, um, I have an accelerator program that comes like with a private Facebook group and I coach people in there and I host classes every week. And the things that really characterize the people who are successful is you could tell that one, they are passionate about what they're doing. Again, it's a cliche thing, but it really does help. You need something to drive you in those days where like you, you pulled an all nighter three days in a row this week, you need something to get you out of bed that day. They, so they're doing something they actually care about you know, I joke all the time. Like I was that weird kid in school who actually thought math was fun. And (laughs) I think that's something that kind of helps out with the stuff I'm doing now. And another thing too, just like, I mean, very similar, like with my story, they have a reason they're doing it. It's all the students who come in, they'll say things. It's like, I just went through this horrible, you know, divorce. Um, I just lost my job. It's this and that, and the people who have that drive to actually make things work. Um, I think something that a lot of people or successful people have in common too, it's not even necessarily mm, the definition between like hard work and smart work, which I think is important, but it's just, it's the amount of work, matter What kind of work you're doing, you need to be able to sit in a chair for 18 hours and just do stuff. I think that's the big motivating thing. You know, Will Smith has that great quote where it's like, if we both get in a treadmill, one of two things is going to happen. You're going to get off or I'm going to die. And I think it's that big characteristic that kind of like defines people. That's one of the big things that I've noticed, especially like in my students.
0: Mm -hmm. And let's just say you're mentoring someone, right? And Mm -hmm. within the next six months, you have to get them the most results possible. Mm -hmm. It's like a personal experiment that you're doing for yourself, right? How, you know, how you can help this guy or or this girl out. Mm -hmm. What would you start by doing in those, what would you do in those six months? Well, uh,
1: I guess the first thing that I would do is, well, like I say, if we're talking about like a long-term thing, I would tell people half jokingly, it's a, well, you get first, you got to go out you got to get a job. If we're trying mm-hmm. to make money, you can go out there, you can hit the streets, you can get a job, pay your bills, and then we'll work on that. But let's say if we wanted to do something like someone, let's, assume, let's assume that right person now. has a job. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So like, if you want to do something like that, I guess the first thing is try and do things that are very simple and guaranteed. And you need to have that drive. Again, you got to sit in a chair and you actually need to do the long nights. You need to do things. Uh, one thing that I've been actually teaching a couple people to do and something I used to do back in the day when like we, I was just starting out and I was just playing around ideas is just generating cold leads for businesses. So it's like, Oh, you need money. We'll just take something tangible and guarantee that, you know, somebody needs and go out there and sell it to them. Like we don't need to complicate this whole process. So like you can go out there, let's say um, you have a piece of software that restaurants could use or something, right? Mm -hmm. Go on Yelp, open up a spreadsheet, collect a bunch of restaurant leads and sell it to them. So you need to keep it very simple in the beginning, too. Like you have time that you could trade for money. Everybody has something that you can trade in exchange for something else. Then we can expand like into other things, but keeping it very simple. That's the most important thing. I mean, like even for me, it's a good example. Like I think it's something that helps me kind of bring other people down that path too. For me, like I said, when I started doing e-commerce and drop shipping wasn't like a method. It wasn't another thing you do in internet marketing. I was like, Hey, why can't I just take things from this website, put them on mine for a higher price, and then get people to buy them.
0: You got to keep things very simple. Absolutely. And what what would you say was one of the things that helped you stay consistent? Because that's one of the things that I get constantly mm-hmm. asked about. You know what I mean? by By people, it's like, you know, I'm trying this, and I'm, I started this. I started. i mm-hmm. been doing it for months. It's not working. I need to Yeah. And then and then they're having that hard time to stay consistent. Obviously, so some of them, they're you know, they're oh, I'm passionate about, but it's not enough. You know what I mean? So, what would you say for you is right? About this? I think the big thing on that,
1: and again, well, actually, here I could tie this into my point from earlier. I think it's unfortunately one of the toxic things that we're probably going to get over now that entrepreneurship has become such a popular thing. And that is everything is so accessible to everybody. Everybody has all these distractions, there's all these opportunities, and people are so divided in like these 10 different things. Like, I feel like so many people in the industry that I talk to you kind of get like the same answer from them. The same people like you were just mentioning where it's like, well, I'm trying this out. It's not really working this and that, or I don't have time is the other big thing that you hear because everybody's trying to do everything. You know, everybody has, you know, a Shopify store and an Instagram thing and a personal brand and a podcast and a YouTube channel. And we have a clothing line and all this crap that they're trying to do. And the thing that I always bring people back to is, um, we saw uh, Elon Musk on Joe Rogan's podcast a while ago, and he was kind of explaining this. And I was going to be, it's like, listen, Elon Musk is arguably one of the most intelligent men walking the earth right now, multi-billionaire, all the resources in the world has fingertips. If he's having trouble running two businesses at the same time, what makes you think you're broke and you could run seven? So I think people are divided around like too many things. And because of that, they think... Think each individual thing isn't working, but it's simply because they're not putting enough time into it You could brute force anything to be successful if you put in enough time Like the crappiest business idea is going to convert with some people. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. So I
1: think that's a big thing people are way too divided on doing 50,000 different things That's the thing I hear over and over and over again
0: Yeah, and how, how do you start your day? Um, to like get yourself ready for a focus day
1: Actually, yeah. Morning routine, like for me is actually kind of important. Uh, I think some people, they get too caught up in that where it could really make or break their day. Uh, For me, it's more of like, well, I'm not gonna be as productive if I don't do this. So it is important, but I think people obsess over it. Uh, For me, the morning routine is very important. As soon as I wake up, there's one thing I actually don't do. I don't grab my phone right away. That's one thing I try and make sure I avoid doing. You know, I have my phone just over like on another table. It's not even like near my bed unless I, uh, I use my iPad for an alarm or something if I need it. And so every morning I do um, basic routine, leave the phone over there. I usually throw something on, whether that's just a YouTube video or music or whatever, uh, do the morning routine, brush my teeth and all this stuff uh every morning uh i don't waste time even though i do have a uh, coffee with me right here cuz uh, i had a late <laughs> night last night i d- actually do take just straight like caffeine pills like in the morning just like a little jump start thing um i don't really do any other supplements per se um fitness is like a big part of my life but i don't really do anything too complicated there and i just kind of just chill for a little bit in the morning go over my own thoughts, I jump in the shower, and I just kind of like purposely try and get lost like in your own thoughts. Because I think one thing that kind of helps keep some focus is let those things that are bugging you actually come to the forefront. You know, Don't try and like crush everything down because everybody has so many things like on their to-do list and I think, again, they get caught up in the process. It's like, what's bugging you? What can you change about it? What's the first thing you get to take care of that day? So try and like get yourself in a good mental state for the day. I think that's the most important thing. Then after that I do my phone in the room. I check um emails first usually. I try and just like get those all out of the way and then just whatever is like a priority for you. Try and get the biggest things in their day out of the way before everything else and then you just kind of like you have time to actually think and be creative and take care of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so morning routine is important but I think it can become toxic when it's it's vital to your day. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's for me it's one of those things that you can go back to, right? Mm-hmm. But you're on the day that sometimes you don't necessarily need it. Obviously, there's people that are going to just swear by <laughs> every single day doing it. But if right, you're not exactly able to wake up and like for some reason, something you have, you have to, you know, start your day in a different way. You can as well. You know what I mean? Because it's right. Difficult. Especially
1: if you do what we do, it's like, especially if you're
0: traveling and stuff.
1: It's like, well, guess what? That whole thing is going to go out the window for half of your year anyway. So you better just learn to work with it.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Bro. What, what uh, would you say are your top three books?
1: Wow, top three books. One thing that was pretty fundamental for me in a practical sense was actually the everything store by Jeff Bezos. that's that's simply because I'm in e-commerce. Mm-hmm. It's, it was very eye-opening for me to see that someone like him would go through the same exact struggles with Amazon back in the day, like the same like word for word things from the customers, like the yeah. exact day-to-day problems that I go through now. That was a kind of eye-opening thing. Um One thing that's kind of funny, I don't know if this would be in the top three, but I actually recently out of curiosity, I actually read Think and Grow Rich, you know, like the stereotypical thing like we would recommend, right? Oh, there's that, the secrets, positive thing, and this and that. But the funny thing is I actually got more value out of it than I thought. Um, The other one was the author's name. I was trying to come to my mind, but um, The One Thing was great, which is, again, also about focus. Uh, I focus on a lot of like practical books and then I kind of like supplement with some other like mindset or um, I guess self-help quote unquote things you have like that. Cause I'm, I try and keep things very practical.
0: Mm -hmm. What would you say is one of the most practical books that has helped you?
1: Most practical book that's kind of helped me. I think early on, again, this is going to seem like one of those things where it's like, Oh, of course you would recommend that. But, um, Seller Be Sold by Grant Cardone was kind of interesting to me. When I started the e-commerce thing, it kind of broke off a lot of like probably incorrect, like toxic thoughts in my mind about the whole way that sales works. And I really like anything that goes into like reading people or personality types and stuff like that. I really try and focus on that because so many people they focus on like there's must be one like trick there's one formula that's going to make me successful there's one like list of steps that i could follow it's really not true if you learn to have like a strategy rather than a plan you learn how to read people why people react to certain things and this affects people's you know your personal relationships with people your love life business every single aspect of life and unfortunately we don't really go over it in school we don't focus on it just in like a societal aspect you know, we just kind of like throw that like out the window. And there's some communities where the whole idea of like going into psychology in that way, is just kind of crazy. Like some people dismiss it completely and I think it's really bad. So I try and focus on anything involved in like reading people in the way like the mind works.
0: Mm-hmm. More like psychology, human behavior. Yeah,
1: exactly. So everything. I mean, that's the fundamental part of everything like we're doing here. I mean, yeah, we've been around for millions of years now, but guess what? Like our minds haven't changed that much. Like we haven't evolved that much in the last like couple thousand years. And people like kind of forget that. So yeah, we're reacting to different things, but
0: your your mind still works the same way. Takes a while. Takes a while for for the human mind to adapt. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. My man, what would you say success is to you? Success to me, if I
1: had to narrow it down to one word, I think success is just freedom. I think it's just freedom to kind of have the day to day thing that you want It's success to not really have to worry and have like that mini heart attack at night where it's like, well, I may not have somewhere to live. you know if our landlord kicks us out it's I can't really go and see this relative for this holiday because I can't afford a plane ticket or whatever it's It's all the small things that add up to just having like more freedom in life, you yep. know for me personally, it's strange. It's kind of ironic. Someone gifted me this this canvas art. I don't know. Well, audio listeners won't be able to see, but I have, um, this, uh, this piece of artwork in the background from iconic someone gave me last Christmas. Um, money isn't that big of a focus to me. It's just, I respect it for what it is. And I think the second that people take money and they don't make it a priority, they understand like, our whole financial system around the globe, it's all kind of bold to begin with. It's all fake. It's just a man-made thing that we have constructed. I think the less you actually respect money in that way, the more power that kind of gives you. Because one thing too, a lot of times you'll realize cheap people never really become successful. If you're not comfortable would giving away money to something else, whether that's investing in yourself or purchasing something or helping someone out yourself, subconsciously, you're never going to be able to convince someone else to do that the other way around. So I think respecting money for the power that it can give you, but not inherently respecting what it is and understanding that this whole thing is kind of a game at the end of the day. So money really isn't a priority. It's just, it's more about freedom. And because of the world we live in, guess what? money's the way you do that. So it just, it's kind of comes right alongside that. But freedom is the main thing.
0: Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Do you have anything that you would like to add before we start to wrap up anything that for people that are in their early teens, 20s are maybe listening to you and uh, they're either entrepreneurs you're, you're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, having a lot of passion for film, acting, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, And they're trying to find their way at the moment. Um, you that you're in a situation that maybe you were there a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. advice that you could give your previous self that might be useful to them. Yeah, one
1: thing that actually crosses my mind
0: a lot like,
1: if I was to go back in time in 10 years and tell my younger self something, I think the main thing it's going to focus around is having patience with things, which, hey, don't get me wrong, I understand how difficult that is. Even today, being as successful as I am, it's still hard. But if I look back, one thing I wish I didn't do as much of was worrying so much and spending time on it. Like if I look back now and think, wow, I worried so much about not getting where I am today. I really wish I spent that time doing anything else. I wish I spent more time like, with family. I wish I spent more time just working on what was going to get me here inevitably. So just having like that long-term vision and understanding that, especially in today's world, if you want to do whatever you want to do you can do it and if you really have that drive you probably will wind up doing it there's plenty of time to experiment and understand the whole big picture and do what you want to do you know uh i guess what i'm trying to say too is you could always get more money but you can't get more time it's the same thing people always tell you it's so true it's another thing i would throw in there pay for experiences and not physical things. That's always like a big thing for me. Like you can't get more time. It's like, oh, well, if I do this, oh, the end of this month, be maybe a little bit harder. We're not trying to be the richest people in the graveyard. That's a horrible goal. That's a terrible, terrible thing to get to like age 95 and realize like, oh, wow, I have this big number in this fake thing in this bank account that doesn't really exist. And I really didn't do what I wanted to do. So I think that's a very important thing. Prioritize your time and have patience. You know, one other quick thing too, um, just before we wrap up, I think so many people get wrapped up in this whole, I think social media has kind of perpetuated it. People think still to this day that having like material things is such a big part of success and it really isn't. One thing that I'm planning on doing, I haven't really put this out there anywhere. This will be the first podcast where I'm talking about it. Sometime this next year, what I want to do is I'm going to have a local artist of mine. Um, he goes by a name, Mimo, Mr. Um, Mike Mozart. He's actually a neighbor of mine here in Connecticut. I want to get something, whether that's something um, I got it, like uh, like a new ghost or like a Lambo or something like that. I want it white and I want to have him do like his street art graffiti style like artwork on it. So simultaneously, it's kind of saying, it's like, yeah, I got to this point. Yeah, it's a status symbol and this and that, but I don't actually respect this in the traditional way it's like yeah ironically i have it but it's kind of because i didn't put this thing on a pedestal like i understand the whole perspective of this so it's like yeah look i'm successful this and that but i don't really care about this thing so i'm kind of planning on making that statement and doing something like that this coming year but yeah it's sad people still focus on things like that they really just don't matter
0: right and that's one of the reasons that, you know, uh, I started this show, right? Because I got so many messages through building my different platforms online through the last couple of years. And a lot of people mm-hmm. kept asking me about things. And so much time when I asked them, what do you really want in this life? Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I mean, not everyone, but there was a lot of people that, oh, I want I want this car. I want this, that. And I was surprised, right? Because I was mm-hmm. never really driven by materialistic things growing up. I started yeah. doing stuff I did for my other other reasons and so but then i i kept on just kind of continuing the conversation and sometimes i got on a call and i'm like because I, I was just curious like why people actually want that you know if you dig really deep yeah. and you see end of the day people never really really want that you know what i mean it's very rare
1: yeah exactly they don't really I know a big part of that is because we have this whole culture of like abundance which no don't get me wrong it's a beautiful thing this is the greatest time to be alive in human history i'm not downplaying that But I think because people have all that and they're so scattered, they don't really have like that purpose, that focus anymore. Like people don't have like this big reason like behind their story, behind their life. And it just comes with this whole like insignificance kind of thing. Like people need to have that just to feel like, oh, I've done something. And the funny thing with me, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people go through this, but over this past year, once all this has really like come to fruition for me, all these things like years ago where it's like, Oh, once I get to this point and I make this much a month, I'm going to get myself one of these or one of those. And it's like, once you get there, it's like, Oh, I kind of just wanted to know I could do it. It's like, now I don't even want to buy this or that, or I don't even need it once you get there. So it's just that fulfillment thing for me where it's like, wow, I just need to know for myself in some ways that I could do that, or I could afford this thing, or I could talk to this person or something like that. And the further you go, you do get more perspective. Otherwise, I mean, everybody would just be jumping off buildings and overdosing and all this crazy stuff that we see all the time. I mean, that would just be everybody. But you do get that perspective as you go. It's just, you got to keep your mind on like the big picture. You got to have patience. Especially today, like I said before, it's like if you want to do it, you can do it. It's like, and you have plenty of time, especially today when we're going to be living to like, I mean, how like people in like my generation, your generation, like, we're going to live for God knows how long now this stuff that we're discovering. It's like, we got plenty of time. Like, uh, I always like that cool year wrap up motivational video that Logan Paul posted where it's like, no, life isn't short. You, you just have to start doing more stuff. And I, I completely agree with that.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that. I'll, I'll ask you one last question to wrap up. If Absolutely. I give you a piece of paper right now. And on that piece of paper and pen, you could write down a whole list of things on that on that paper. Mm-hmm. Um, what would what would you write on that paper if that's what you would be giving to uh, maybe a future daughter, a future son, someone that you can leave all the things that you've learned in this life, like the vital mm-hmm. things that you want to pass on, what would you write on that piece of paper and like what would be your worst success?
1: Mm. Well, I think one of the biggest regrets anybody could have is looking back and realizing you did things for the wrong reason or you got good at the wrong thing to impress mm-hmm. the wrong people. So it was basically what we've been going over for the past like 10 minutes or so. It's like, make sure that your life does have some kind of purpose behind it. And you simply leave the world a better place than it was when you got here. You know, understand that affecting other people and making an impact that way is still always going to be the most important thing. Now, again. You got to have time. You need to live a good life. You need to impact yourself in some ways to keep yourself going. So enjoy the time that you're here. But remember that this whole thing is about people. This whole thing, like people get so wrapped up in our whole financial system. It's all bold to begin with. It's all fake. It's just this concept we've made up. You got to remember it's all about people at the end of the day. And let's see, as far as like some kind of like practical advice, I would still go back to patience and having perspective. I think that would be the number one thing. Like, understand, like, you have time to do what you want to do in this life. Sometimes you just got to start doing more of it. Mm -hmm. I think that's the number one thing.
0: Amazing, man. Well, brother, thank you so much for, you know, I'm happy to have you on the show. Thank you for sharing what you shared. Uh, I appreciate (laughs) being here. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation with my man, Matthew Sabia. If you want to learn more about Matthew, you can go to wordstosuccess.com under episodes and all his information and links are there. We have a lot of exciting things coming for you guys on the Words to Success show. So all I'm going to say right now is get ready. Get yourself psyched up, get yourself ready, and get yourself on a schedule to listen to the Words to Success show on the daily. Lots more episodes coming And a lot of really interesting things that if you listen to it, you know, on a daily basis, I can basically, I mean, I can basically guarantee you're going to become like 10 times more successful. I mean, let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? Best content on the planet. All right. Anyways, I hope you guys have an incredible day, night, wherever it is that you are. And I will see you on the next episode. Vamos. Vamos. Vamos.